Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's been keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts, feelings, uh, sensations, like whatever, like noises, travel, changes in your routine, or something else. Like whatever's keeping you awake, I'd like to distract you from that. And what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to ramble, but what I'm going to do is send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders, and senseless, senseless, senselessness with a purpose. It's the only time, that's the only time, probably still incorrectly using it, but senselessness with a purpose and senselessness with a style, like, uh, that you could say, with styles, uh, stretching, I'm stretching style, I'm stretching the meaning of style. <laughs> I guess you'd say, yeah, diluting. I guess I'm diluting. I'm diluting style, and I'm diluting myself. I have said, but I do. I, I have. A, I have a little sleepy swagger. It's not like a Riker's daytime swagger. Uh, but it's a nice kind of Star Trek episode, anyway. So, what I'm gonna do is take your mind off. So, if you're new here, what I'm gonna do is take a second to give you the structure. So, the show opens with about five minutes of business, because obviously. You know, we got to pay the bills, and we got to get that out of the way at the top of the show. Then we've just started an intro. Usually the intros are somewhere between 10 and 14 minutes, kind of like a show in itself, maybe a monologue, you could call it that. But that's basically like some people fall asleep to it. It's kind of like a show within a show. I try to explain what the podcast is. I've done that like 520 times. And I'm still doing it. And uh, I don't think I'll, like, I don't know, it's kind of... Uh, it's a good way for me to prove that I'm qualified to put you to sleep, that you don't need to listen. And that leads to the, and then we'll do a bedtime story. Tonight will be based on a conference I went to recently. So if you're new here, this is all you need to know. First five minutes of business, uh, you know, if you're new, you, you like, it's not super important. If you listen regularly, you know, you could either, you know, it's, it, that, it's more important that you hear that stuff. Uh, then there's a 12 minute intro. You can skip it. Some people like to skip it and go straight to the story. Other people like to say intro, like a way to ease into the podcast, kind of like brushing your teeth or, or you know, kind of like getting in the bathtub and, but you know, I, I have, I have my clothes on, so don't worry. Uh, <laughs> went off the rails already. And then there'll be a bedtime story. And but here's the rules. There, well, here's the rules. There are no rules. Uh, but so here's what you need to know: It's the podcast puts you asleep, but you're under no pressure to fall asleep. That's why the episodes are an hour, and that's why I work really hard at it. Like a lot of people, the show should feel free and easy, and totally pointless. Uh, and that's kind of like the the theme, the style of it, and kind of maybe my personality. We also work very hard to make it sound that way because to kind of put, put your put your put you at ease and say, okay, well, Scoots will be here the whole time, so I don't really have to be in a hurry to fall asleep. I can kind of fall asleep whenever I want, and I'd say exactly at your leisure, and also listen to me at your leisure. You could start listening to me now. I'll try to take your mind off stuff. I'll be a little bit goofy, and I'll try to figure out a way to try to metaphor, you know, create a metaphor for the podcast or talk about something I'm dealing with. Uh, Right now I got dried lips, uh, just a second I noticed it. So I don't know if I could make that into a metaphor about podcast. Maybe chapstick, maybe I could do, is that, is that, or a lip balm, that's the uh, non-brand. That's I guess like a Xerox, I don't know what that's called, uh, like Google, Xerox, chapstick, I don't know what what else, but so uh, what was I going to say? So so you, you don't have to listen to me clearly. So, so it's a podcast, but you don't really need to listen to it. It's a podcast that puts you sleep, but you don't need to feel any pressure to fall asleep. It's not a sleep solution. It's kind of like a sleep offering. Like, I put it out there, and you could try it to fall asleep. It works for a lot of people. It doesn't work for everybody. So if it doesn't work for you, like, like there's no pressure for it to, to work for you. You could try it. You could listen to it again before you go to bed or while you're in bed. Whatever is comfortable, whatever way works for you, I want, I want you to try it and see if it works. And if it doesn't. You know, give it a few tries. 
And I think it's been a while since I said, why do I make this bad? Because I always kind of allude to it. But I, when I was a kid, I had a terrible time falling asleep. I could not. I had a couple of years where I felt like I never slept. And whether that's factually true or not, like, you know what that means. It feels like you, if you've been there, you're, you're like, yeah, I don't know when the last time I got a good night's sleep was. I don't even know what that feels like. And I dread going to bed. And that's how I spent a portion of my life as a kid. In different parts of my adult life is dreading going to bed uh, because of being wary of uh, uh, not being able to get to sleep. And I never forgot what that felt like. But one of the things that helped me feel better, at least, was listening to Dr. Demento on the radio. And Dr. Demento was just this comedy show and he would play uh, parody songs and comedy songs and, you know, just, just fun, a funny, silly thing. And it never put me to sleep. It always took my mind off of that whole, all the thoughts around bedtime. And it put me at ease. And it kind of took those two things. And, and this podcast grew out of that loamy soil of uh, the pain of not being able to fall asleep and the silliness of Dr. Demento. And I guess if those two things could make sweet, sweet love to one another, they did. And this podcast is is the result. It's uh, it's about the serious, uh, relatable condition, whatever you're going through that's keeping you awake, uh, whether it's just someone's out of town or it's something much, much different and it has a much heavier gravity to it. Uh, I've been in a situation where I can relate to that. And I, 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 well, I don't know exactly what it feels like. I can uh, presume to say, I, I bet you it's really tough. And uh, if I can offer something that's slightly silly and slightly goofy in here for you, uh, that springs out of my re- related pain, to say, hey, well, this is a little something silly and goofy and fun uh, to take your mind off stuff. Because uh, that's what the radio show did for me. I said, holy cow, this this really feels good. In the light of this whole situation, this feels wonderful. And that's what I strive for. This podcast might not feel wonderful to you at first, or, you know, it, it, some episodes work for some people, some work for the other. But that's the goal I shoot for. And even if I fall short of it, uh, striving to make you delight at bedtime, to make you look forward to it, uh, if I fall short and you say, well, I just dread it a little bit less, I, I, I can't even say how proud that makes me when I hear that. Uh, like, uh, it's like, hey, I, I, I now dread when people say, hey, now, you know, it's not as bad when I go to bed because I got old scoots there to ramble on through the night. That That's uh, a dream come true. And so I'll be here telling silly stories. Tonight will be a story about a podcasting conference I went to. And kind of it kind of ties into this stuff because I was really uh, overthinking about going to it. And I don't think I lost any sleep over it. But, it, like, I was, like, like thinking just like those thoughts at bedtime. Oh, boy, this isn't going to go well. Or, oh, you don't know anybody at this. Why would you? Who are you to go to a conference? Who, who do you think you are? No one's going to want it. You know, all those uh it's kind of, I guess it is kind of negative thinking and predicting the future or tying it back. Well, if you were, you know, if you would have more discipline or you were more outgoing, then we'd be fine at this conference. But because it's in, they say, okay, and kind of worrying about that. That's what I kind of do. Worry about things outside of my control or make mountains out of molehills or whatever you want to call it. And the one thing that Dr. Demento taught me, the radio show, was that uh, it's really tough to get out of your own head, or at least for me it is. And especially because your main mechanism is, well, I shouldn't be worrying about this. And he said, well, that doesn't really help, right? It's hard to, like, uh, get yourself to stop doing something by, like, kind of uh, confrontation or whatever you want to call it, self-confrontation. So the spirit of the podcast is, hey, I've been there, and... I'm sorry you can't sleep, and I, I particularly know it's tough, and I know a lot of people can't relate. Like in the daytime, maybe at work, people say, well, you got tough. If you want to get a good night's sleep, you got to toughen up. And you say, well, really? I, I, I toughen up to get better? Yep, you got to toughen up. You got to buckle down if you want to get some sleep there, champ. And you say, well, I, I, actually, you sh- remember at the uh, c- c- company picnic, I was almost the champ. And then you you beat me out at, uh, you know, the seersucker pants competition. 
Oh, that's right. You're not the champ. But that maybe that's why he didn't buy. Did you buckle up your pants? I buttoned them up, though. Okay. Well, anyway, that's why I can't sleep. I got to go because I'm uh, working on my seersucker pants for next year. Say, where do you work that your company picnic involves the seersucker? Country time lemonade. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's a. Uh, we have our seersucker competition every year. Uh, anyway, I don't know what it like. So I've been there, and, and uh, it can be hard to get out of your own head. But if you just listen to whatever just happened there, like if I can tell you a bedtime story where you're not a main character and you really don't have anything, any, uh, it's not related to you or your self-worth, uh, and where you know I'm making this because you deserve a good night's sleep. You deserve a little relief from this rigmarole. If by me telling some silly stories, or tonight will be like kind of meandering description of a conference uh, layered in with uh, uh, stuff like that, uh, you know, if that can take your mind off it. And, and here's the thing, you don't really need to listen because I, I totally go on wicked long tangents. And uh, like right when I'm talking, sometimes I'll start another sentence. And that's just how my brain works. Or I'll stop like I did there and then try to get my brain back on track. So it just it happened to be cut out for this. Uh, but I want you to know it's a work of love uh, because I can relate to the deep, dark night. And I'm happy to help you if I can. And I can't help everybody, like I said, but you could try this a few times. Podcast is free. You know, it's just supported by a percentage of listeners and the sponsors and stuff. So you don't got to pay for it. You could just test it out and see how it goes. And there's no pressure. And that's all. I guess that's what—that's the only message I'm trying to get across. And I always say this because I mean it. I'm glad you're here. And I really hope and I really yearn I could help you fall asleep. And thank you for stopping by. All right. Uh, before we get to the story here, tonight's episode is sponsored by Blue Apron. Not all ingredients are created equal. Fresh, high-quality ingredients make a big difference, uh, so it's important to know where your food comes from. And even better than that, not only do you know you're getting fresh ingredients with Blue Apron, you know you're getting it ready to go with the simple, uh, easy-to-follow, step-by-step instructions uh, to construct a wonderful meal. You're getting it at a great price. I don't know. It just makes dinner time fun. I mean, we all know, if you're listening, you know what a drag it is to cook dinner. Uh, this changes everything because it's you got variety, you know you're getting a good deal, and you know you're going to have everything you need ready to go, measured out. And Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient recipe delivery service in the country. It makes uh, home cooking accessible to everyone. Like I said, I never would have tried French lentils or Vajou Blanc uh, before Blue Apron. You can sign up at blueapron.com slash sleep. You'll get your first free meal, three meals free when you sign up. Free delivery, free shipping. Uh, just go to blueapron.com slash sleep. You're going to love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wake it over there. Blueapron.com slash sleep. Uh, hey, everybody. So tonight's episode is a trending Tuesday episode. It'll be a trending business card Tuesday, though, because I just got, as I'm recording this, uh, I just got back from a podcasting conference and as many of you know, I'm a pretty introverted and shy person. Uh, so I wanted to, 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 to do something for this conference. It really was a mind-expanding, boundary-expanding experience. And the first thing I want to do is thank my host, uh, Chris Kay. He put on the uh, conference uh, uh, along with his awesome team. The name of the conference was PodFest and it happened to take place in Orlando. And Chris has a, a, a podcast called Story Jam Theater, and his wife Katie has a podcast, Biz Women Rock. And I was just really impressed. Like, I, they don't, like, I've never been to a podcasting conference before. My friend Lauren, like, I talked to her about going to Third Coast, which is a podcast, uh, you know, audio storytelling uh, podcast conference in Chicago, but I was too, I was too scared to go to that, to be honest. It was just like, uh, I was like, I don't think I could, I don't know, it, it just it just people and me and, and talking. And I'm an introvert. And, and this, this, Chris was really friendly, and I knew that someone I'd wanted to meet, Jessica Kay, was going to be there, who's been a supporter of this podcast. And uh, I said, well, geez, that, that would give me a chance to meet Jessica. And I could go see my parents and maybe make some connections with uh 
uh, companies in Orlando, like the Orlando Eye, and hopefully a couple more companies uh, coming up to, to be able to record on at their locations. And it was really a whirlwind trip. I'm sure you're going to hear some other Tuesday episodes because I did a, a couple on location, one at the Orlando Eye, and then one uh, in my parents' backyard at night. Uh, and so those will be coming out over the next couple of months. I'll try to space out the on-location episodes, of course, because, uh, you know, to make it fair on everybody. But so let's talk about, like, before we get into the, uh, the story, so Chris had invited me uh, to come to the podcasting conference because his brother-in-law, Katie's brother, I assume, whose name I probably wrote down and forgot, but he he told Chris about uh, sleep with me, and then Chris co- in emailed, he said, hey, would you want to come to this conference and speak? And I was kind of like, oh boy, like, uh, I, I get, I let my brain bites make it. I said, well, I don't know about that. And he said, well, you could just sit on a panel and then, uh, and these are great regrets. I don't know if I'll apologize to Chris privately, but, you know, I kind of wish I was more of a go getter and said, oh, yeah, I'll do it. Like, let me, let me make some speeches or a presentation. But Chris was no pressure. He said, she'd love it if you'd come and maybe send it like a whatever. He, he was very accommodating. Uh, but for me, it was a lot of brain bot activities. So, well, you don't know any. Well, first off, this is when my brain, and, and again, if you can't sleep, you probably relate to this. Uh, first off, you say you don't know anybody. So, well, and then I uh, like DM'd Jessica, who does a great podcast. She podcasts because I knew it had some interact. I've never met her, but I have had interactions with her on, on the internet or social media or things. And she said, oh, yeah, I'm going. It'd be cool if you win. And I said, okay. And this is then my brain. I said, well, you don't really know her. So what are you thinking? And then a couple of podcasts I listened to. Well, let's see. There's podcasts about podcasting, in case you're not a podcaster. And there's a guy, Dave Jackson, who makes a podcast, School of Podcasting. And then there's one of the hosts I've used in the past, uh, Libsyn. And Elsie and Dave both work for Libsyn. Libsyn has a podcast called The Feed. Then there was another guy, Daniel Lewis, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis, like some people called him at the conference. Uh, He has a podcast, Audacity, to podcast about podcasting. So I knew of those people. There's also Jessica Rhodes. She has a podcast about interviewing. I'd I'd actually heard her interviewed. So I said, well, you kind of know those people. And I said, well, yeah, but I don't know. And then it's like, well, you'll have to talk to them. And I said, oh, boy, you're right. He said, I don't know. You're right. I don't know if we should do in like, uh, in this, if you're normal, this might all seem silly. To me, this was like a, a very serious. But looking back, at the, this was a, like a literal miracle as far as boundaries and uh, uh, stretching beyond my limitations goes. I can't underscore that enough. And if anybody from the conference is listening, like, thank you, uh, because, it, like, it's tough to tell with my countenance. Uh, and I think once I realize that people are really good people and that my brain bots are, <laughs> it, it was it was just a, like, before the conference, I was, like, overthinking it. Let's just, That's the TLDR version. And, but then part of me, and I talked to my therapist and some people, other people I talked to, trust and talk to. And they kind of agreed with that adjusted part of me. I said, well, geez, what a wonderful opportunity to go outside of your shell. You really don't have, uh, like, anything at stake here. You know, it's not like you have to, um, it's not like you're going there for to, to, to sell anything. So it's not like you could lose. There's really no losing. Like if I was just spent, you know, if I was spending the money to try to sell, like, a, like, like as a vendor or something, you know, like, that, that, would, that would be more stressful. But it's like you're just going as a guest or maybe you could sit on a panel and so then I was back and forth deciding, and then I told my parents, I said, maybe I'll come, and then then that, then that kind of made the decision, too, because they were like, well, okay. My mom kept being like, when are you, when are you getting your tickets? When are you going to get And I said, okay, I'll do it. So I, like, we still, and then I have this new habit with traveling. Now that round-trip tickets aren't really a thing anymore, or getting a discount for it, I like to buy, like, a one-way ticket and then still procrastinate on buying the other ticket. So I don't know if I bought my ticket home or there first. I think back here, and like uh, then I bought my ticket to the conference. Then I booked. Then I booked everything like down to like the week before, maybe ten days before. It was really I didn't have time for a meetup or anything, uh, just because like the schedule was like literally packed. 
and like almost overpacked because I actually like didn't get any podcasting work done, but I did, you know, get podcasting tangentially podcast really. And it got a ton of human work done. Holy human work. But so let's see. So, so let's see what, where, where are we going to go with this? Let me just do a little bit more explaining uh, for anybody that can relate to this stuff because, and then we'll go into the, like the trending Tuesday part and the conference part, you know, where it'll get more surreal and bedtime story like. So then we went, like, I went and saw my parents and got to spend a couple of days with them. And when my dad was getting ready, he's in his community play, which by the time you hear this, he'll probably performance will be done of the producers. But so, so, so anyway, so then we drove to Orlando and then, and then I started to feel a little bit guilty, like, because I'm scared of like meeting people I don't know and, you know, just scared in general. So I was a little bit worried about that. I, I was a little bit worried and like feeling like it, this is where you get it from all sides and your, uh, your brain bites. And this is what like a therapy tries to explain to me or people in, in the groups I go to, you know, say, well, geez, uh, really when you're, when you're using your, your thinker, you really, you really can't win. Because look, look at look at the arguments that have been laid out. Okay, if I if I didn't go to the conference, I would have got I would have been ashamed and been like, well, you missed out on that opportunity. You really blew it because you're so scared. And I said, well, you're the one that's scared. You're the one who told me to be. Oh, yep, yeah, yep, you blew that one. I wish you were stronger. So then I finally said, well, let's lean into this one. I think that's Sheryl Sandberg's book, Lean In. I haven't read it, but uh, so I don't know if that's the, what she means. But this is a situation I said, well, let's try to lean in. Let's say yes and, uh, like, go and see how it goes. This guy, Chris, seems pretty nice. And we know one person who will be there. And we, we're kind of familiar with a few other people that will be there. I don't really see a downside to it. And I said, well, you, I guess you don't see it. That's what the BrainBot said. Or my career. See, you don't see a downside. But I, I don't worry. I got it covered. A bad, bad idea. And then I said, well, geez, it would be a nice time for some family connections, too. But again, I, I think I'm getting better very slowly. Very slowly, I'm, I'm becoming a, an adult. I'd say, and I'm like, some people might think this is harsh. This is just true. Like, I'm a, probably about 13 years old in maturity, maybe 14. I think, like, uh, like I guess you know, I'm still like prepubescent. Uh, because I'm still, <laughs> let's not get into that. But like, I think like I'm in the, I'm still always in that angsty. I mean, maybe I still have like raging, like, geez, uh, trying to think, but, but like in that phase where you're changing, I guess, because that was like right around the time I discovered alcohol. So it was like, uh, I stunted my emotional growth. That's just a fact, actually. And my maturity. And, and now that I'm like, uh, and don't drink anymore. It's like, okay, this is a chance for me to grow up and become a, a productive adult uh, who can be of service to the world and maybe like experience a life with hope and joy in it. So, so really, in, in the end, this was like, as I said, like a, a wonderful, wonderful opportunity. And it happened to come at the exact right time. And who knows, there's like another podcast conference, I think, in August, and then Third Coast. I may actually be, I don't know if I'll be able to put together the emotional, uh, like, like, who knows if this would be a foundation. But I'll definitely go to the Spide Fest, Fest next year, I hope. Uh, but I can't make any promise, you know, who knows? With this mind, I can't make any guarantees, unfortunately. So, but these are all bright spots. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, or bright spots in the gray, because I tend to suffer from all or nothing thinking as, as we're kind of laying out, especially that brain bot part of me. And if you're new here and you don't know what a brain bot is, just in case, like, because maybe people from the um, podcast are listening that don't regularly listen to podcasts. So what I call brain bots are, are uh, like kind of the aspects of your personality that, that maybe sometimes they're hypervigilant, sometimes they're hypercritical, sometimes they're just uh, like, you know, they're talking about the past or the future. Uh, kind of parts of your brain that their job is to protect you and maybe they're from child. Like, again, I'm, I'm not, I, 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 I am the afflicted. I'm not the, uh, the person, a professional who helps the afflicted. 
So none of this is based on any fact, just experience, just a lot of experience. But uh, the parts that keep you up at night, they say, hey, why don't you, what, what, what are you going to the conference for? What are you thinking? Oh, what, well, I hope you're going to talk to people there. They said, well, which one is it? Like, like, I don't get it. What am I supposed to do? And they said, well, you better, you better hide, you know, better hide out. Can't believe you're bringing your brother. Well, you should bring your brother. What, what kind of brother are you? And I said, okay, whoa, boy. So they tend to be the just, it's just a blanket statement for those things that kind of pop up that are, uh, and again, I, I think one thing that works about this podcast is those parts you need a little love too, even though. I mean, look at this, a simple thing. If we try to look at a neutral sample, this nice person, Chris, says, hey, my brother-in-law listens to your podcast. I'm having a podcast conference. Why don't you come to it? It becomes this whole rigmarole. And uh, and I almost deprived myself of a, of a wonderful opportunity to meet other people that are trying to make podcasts just like me and other people that just happen to share the same interests. So it's like, holy macaroni. Uh, do you, do you, you so, but, but say they don't want to be battled with. They're trying to help us. So they say, hey, geez, geez, let me, let me, uh, I mean, that's why I do bedtime. So they say, hey, let me just entertain you with the bedtime story. Now this might get meta. I just saw this idea, but what if we do a conference bedtime story for my brain bots? Because, uh, like, the, this is a big year, 2017, like, a lot of people are talking about self-care and with everything happening, like, you're trying to take time for self-care, like, get a good night's sleep, have a bedtime routine, exercise, drink water, eat healthy, be kind to yourself, ha- have some, I mean, I think the biggest parts of self-care for me is trying to understand what compassion and empathy are with both other people and with these parts of myself, and then, you know, exercise and healthy eating and good sleep kind of falls in line. Well, I want to treat you kindly. I want to make sure you have the right food or I want to make sure you have the discipline to follow through on this because it's better for your health and your body. Like, uh, because they care about you, not because you have to do it or whatever. So what if we do, I don't know. I've never tried this, but, uh, I mean, I always make bedtime stories for brain bots, but maybe not one like instructive, uh, I don't know. Let's see how it goes. What do you say? And we'll take a journey to this, you know, podcasting conference, but it, you know, obviously it'll take a strange journey. So just lie back in your bed there as we descend to, to, to a place, you know, Orlando, Florida's got quite the water table, they say. In the water ta- they say of all the water tables, our table is tip top, uh, and I think that's one of the reasons why, or you know, it, I don't know what that's related to, but we're, we're going to go there. We're going to feel the water table under us. And normally you can't feel the calming undulations of the water table. But now you can as it slowly undulates underneath, full of life uh, and full of life-giving properties. The water table under Orlando beckons us with its slight rocking. And the first thing we notice is some nice grass around our ankles. You see, is it reeds or grass? It's well, it's a grassy reed. Notice how they're gently flowing in the breeze. And we start to walk over these hills, and we start to see at the bottom of one of these undulating hills a lone figure with a name tag, and he's smiling, looking busy. And at his side is another woman, and she she's kind of like the gatekeeper for speaking to him. And I go up to her, and I say, hi. She says, hello, how can I help you? I say, I don't know, man. I say, is it me or is a, a water table undulating? And she says, a, a water table's vibrating, too. And I say, well, it's deep, and she says, it is. We're very proud of our water table here in Florida. I love springs and I love water, so that's great. By the way, I'm Scoots. What's your name? She said, I'm Lorraine, and I'm here to help you. And I said, well, I'm, I'm, not, I'm just out here enjoying the undulations and, and vibrations of Florida's water table. I'm good. And she said, Really? She goes, you are good. You just haven't realized it yet. And I said, what? what, what? I said, I'm sorry, what? 
And she said, I'd like to introduce you to Chris K. He's here to begin your journey. Now, I was was on more of a walk than a journey, actually. I prefer, I was just out for a stroll, but, you know, because did you see me? It kind of feels like walking on a waterbed, but like a firmer version in... I was going to try to lie. You know, I, that's fine. I don't need an adventure. The, the walking on a water table is adventure enough for me. Do I looked at it and she said, here's Chris. And Chris said, hello, welcome. And he said, well, you know, I, I'm not, I don't need it. I'm, I don't, I'm fine. I don't need any welcome. I don't need a welcome. I, I'm already here. But you, he goes, I'm glad you came. And I said, okay, well, I, I said, great. Uh, how, how are you? And he said, are you ready for your journey? And I said, no, 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 I, I, no, no, definitely not. And he said, well, that's what the journey's for, to prepare you. And I said, what is it? I said, I'm, I'm, I, I do practice circular and ovular logic, but I don't understand how the, he said, come along. You're welcome here. And, and he, then I said, well, I think I, I had a sidekick at some point. And he said, come along. I want to, I want you to get ready. And he brought me into a room uh, full, full of people, and I, and I, I real like I said, oh boy, wait, wait, no, 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 I'm just, I was just walking, I'm just here for the water table, water table only, and this room, it was, from the outside, it was an orange, like, in the, in the undulating fields of Florida's water table, it was just like a colorful tint, and I went through, and at first it took a second, to my eyes to adjust, and then Chris said, this is Scoots. Uh, he, he's here to prepare for his journey here. And everyone looked at me with a knowing look. Those some, people, some people also looked at me like a knowing look, like they had the same thing I have, too. And Chris said, this, Scoots, Scoots tells bedtime stories. And, uh, you know, but he seems like he's in, he's in need of a daytime story to set him right because uh, he always sees night. And I said, when did you start? I said, is this, a, 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 are we going to Susie tail now? And they said, I'll see you again soon, Scoots. And he was off. And then the, 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 I think these were the, the wise people, wizards and wondrous witches and, uh, you know, all sorts of like shopkeeps and wag- wagoneers. I think there was even a cooper there. Uh, horseteers, charioteer, everything. The pillars of the community, I think, were in this room. Of what community, I didn't know, because I thought I was just walking home. But I said, okay. And then I backed again slowly away into a corner. And then I remembered I was not a chameleon. Unfortunately, I was hoping, I said, okay, let's see what this wallpaper. And then I said, okay, wallpaper. And I said, wait, I'm not a chameleon. And my nerves, they started to pump, and I felt uh, my imagination. But then the meeting was over, luckily. And then, and I don't know if this was magic, but the meeting started to break up, and part of me said, let's get out of here quick. Get out of here, and we don't need any journeying. And then I said, said, okay, but then I said, well, maybe I should talk to one person. And then I happened to see one of these wise persons that had been sharing. And I recognized him. He was the the trivia master. His name was Jonathan O. He he was a practitioner of trivial warfare. And I said, said, he said, so you're on a journey here, hey, to, to prepare for your journey here. And they said, is that a paradox? Because I, I, I don't understand it, but I, everyone's, you all have this knowing grin. And you, is that, are your eyes glinting? And he said, it's good to have you here. This is the right spot for you. And he said, I want you to read, you know, and he had a card with trivia on it to prepare me. And they said, well, I don't, I, and he said, it's all fun, trivial warfare. Get it? It's fun. Don't forget the trivial part. It's more about trivia, but also, and I said, oh. And I said, I practice warfare. I, I, I've declared war on trivial things and making them into, and he said, I know. That's what, and then out of the corner of my eye, another person came racing towards me with a smile on her face, and that set off another set of alarms. 
and she had a wonderful Brooklyn accent. Her name was Double D, Diane. Diane Double D. And she said, how you doing, Scoot? So good to have you here. And the tr- tr- Jonathan headed off, and she shook my hand and patted my back and looked me over like she had looked me over a thousand times, and, and she, she was just very and happy to have me there preparing for my journey. And she said, I love what you're doing in these bedtime stories. And she seemed, she, she definitely I said, this is a wise, clearly this is a wise person. I don't know what other roles. And then she told me that she was in this role about education around healing and maybe we could collaborate or I could be a guest at one of her talks of around discussions. And and she said, but after you've prepared for your journey, but I just wanted to know how excited I am to see, like, uh, and she said, what is this feeling I'm feeling? She said, she said, this is, she goes, I know it's unfamiliar, but this is, that's a steam. There's a steam building up in you. Like an engine. Can't have a journey without that steam. And I said, Well, you're really, but you're really uh, burning this. And she said, Yeah, no, you are. It's good to have you here. For this was like this gathering where I guess, like in the rain, you know, stalls would be set up to, 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 to conduct commerce. And who else? No, all community events went there. Beautiful place, uh, and it was full of people. And Chris was up there, and he didn't have a gavel, but it felt like he did. And he said, hear ye, hear ye. We're all here with cheer, you know, to get you. And, and it was all so, like, I mean, you want to talk about, like, uh, I don't know, when you're trying to figure out a character for an RPG game, there was everything there. All the diversity of characters, all ages and classes and races and alignments, except all the alignments were like a positive attitude alignments, I think. Maybe there wasn't all. I think, though, there was. Maybe. I don't know. I don't always understand the AD&D alignments versus uh, the simpler ones. If it's the simpler ones, it was mostly just good people. And he said, I want you to gather around and get to know one another. And I was assigned a table to sit at where I met Lee, who was helping people understand uh, medical health things they were dealing with. And he he's, he he was a person that was, was dealing with something himself and then sharing his journey. So he found the idea of my journey very amusing and then I met Andy, who was into extraordinary, ordinary people. And I said, this is, I, get, I go, I got to re- renew my vocab. Maybe my vocabulary uh, subscription ran out because I keep getting mixed up by all these uh, positive talks. And Andy was also a musician. And he jumped up uh, and he said, hey, he started to, like a bard, I guess, a bit like the mystery bard. And he had, I don't know if it was a glockenspiel, because I don't know what that is, but he started playing bedtime songs and and, and serenading and oding. And everybody was, it was like a wedding where you didn't know everybody, but everybody knew everybody. He said, hey, how are you doing? And so people were like me, a little tentative. And others were experienced, you know, I guess like an inn. I guess this was a giant inn. It was a community place, but... uh, like, you'd feel like an inn. I guess this was kind of like an RPG, but without the, there wasn't a lot of conflict other than the conflict within. And then I was at a table, and I recognized Daryl D., who had once made a video about the, 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 the mysterious DBX-286S. And I said, I know you. you and he was very, he had a wonderful, melodious voice. In a very calm presence, and he was sitting next to Lee. And then to my side was someone that liked to said, "You know what I love? You know what looks like you love? Rob has a podcast, and this man's name was uh, Jay, but he went by Pod Vader." 
And while he, he, he was a fan of Rob's, we shared, and also a fan of Rob's shirts, just like me, I said, oh boy, what a moment. And then there was a friend of the Smoky Mountains, Julie D., who's telling me, and I said, well, I love Dolly, pa- I, I want to go to Dollywood. And she was talking of the beauty of the Smoky Mountains. And I said, what is it? And then I wondered, is that the Blue Ridge Mountains were the same? But I didn't say that, of course. Uh, she was dressed for mountaineering. And then another mountaineer, Steve A. of the Mighty Blue, the Appalachian. And I said, well, they said, there's a lot of mountaineers. And they did have their, they had an alpine look to them. Uh, but Steve was talking about his journeys across the Appalachian Trail. And there was a lot of sharing going on of experience and things that brought people joy about the beauty of the Appalachian Trail or the Smoky Mountains or Rob's shirts or the DBX 286 or Lee's journey. And I learned about validating ideas from Sabah. She was the taught, she was the validator. She was just able to, she was validating ideas and sharing her ideas, which were being validated, validated. And I said, well, that's going to be, and I said, I, 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 maybe I should be your understudy. I'm more, I'm in, I've spent my life invalidating ideas, extinguishing them. She had a hearty laugh, and she patted me on the back. And then I met Kim K., who was a big fan of Toastmasters. But she was really there to foster understanding. And and, and I said, wow, that's, that's important. I said, holy, validating and fostering understanding. What a journey this will be. And then I went around, I met more people, uh, Jacqueline D., who was talking about uh, people being sick to their stomachs, uh, nausea, they call it, and she was an expert on that, uh, and, and she was excited about it, and it was ex- exciting to see her excitement about it, and, 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 and uh, humor at, at, at uh, excitement about nausea. And there was Rick R., he was about laughter. And looking at the, he was, I guess, he wasn't a clown. I don't know, what do they call those? He wasn't a fool, but he realized that, uh, I don't know, a jester? Maybe he was a jester, but I don't know. He seemed more dignified than that. Not that jestering is not dignified. But he was all about, like, like helping people make other people laugh. I said, oh, boy. And then Lisa with an E I met, and she was all about nutrition for pets. And I said, I said, man, I, I, why, when I played Bard's Tale, you couldn't be, I said, you couldn't pick these kind of jobs. And then there was someone from Shriners uh, who who's worked in the healing industries too, Fabiana. And she was all about communicating about those. And I said, holy macaroni. I said, and I said, I used to be, I used to do this uh, nonprofit called Bay Kids. And then I met Sabine, uh, or Sabine, I don't know, at K. And she was a full of laughter and light in the journey that they can bring you. Uh, she was a guide. She, she was a trainer. She was a coach. And she she was full of uh, smiles. And then there was Nick Snap, uh, double P, very snappy. And he he was he said, "Geez, when you're on your your journey, you know, I, I kind of know." He goes, "He goes, you, you know, we got to focus and be productive when you can, so that makes your journey a little bit easier." He says that you know, and he goes, "You got to be accountable." And I said, "Well, yeah, usually I'm I'm, I'm over accountable." And then they said, well, that's not being accountable at all. And, you know, because accountability happens in the great gray area or the great water table of Orlando and Florida. It undulates and it vibrates and it snaps sometimes. And he goes, but I'm here to help if you need me. And he was, he was another one that's this uh, kind, kind eyes and grin. 
And then there was someone from the Thirst Podcast, which was all about, you know, the revelry of life and uh, the after-hours life. Uh, but they, and they were there to kind of share their love of life. And then there was Glenn, a, a lover of art and of photography and of the Bay of Tampa. And he, he was just a quiet, he, he was quiet and full of grins. And you might be asking yourself, well, which one of these first people were, were elves and which were dwarves and which were giants? And were there any frost giants there? I'd say, well, there was the one that holds my heart in its tight grip. Uh, that was the only frost giant I know about. Which were sorcerers and which were, you know, uh, clary? I said, there was all of those things. And yes, as you picture the room in your mind, you know, uh, the noise the chatter, the warm glow of community gathered around fires, robes, feathers, leather, satchels. There were satchels. Satchels, I saw a few. You know, uh, I don't know if there's any bandoliers, but I because I don't know if there what a bandolier is. But then it was time, like, for the community breakup, and then people headed to the different taverns uh, that they 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 decided to go to. So I went up and I and we saw our friend Di- Double D Diane again, and she was with her friend Rachel, who was just preparing to move from radio to podcasting. And we had a night of sharing laughter and sharing stories and, and learning about one another. And it was a perfect way to cap off the evening. And then the morning came and I breakfast. And then we got to hear from all these people that were experts in like leading groups. Uh, There was Lily who told us about her journey across the world. And then there was Danny P, a gamer tag, a master of gathering people who love gaming and love one another. He's really like a wizard of community, and of of like a, bringing joy to that community. And it was impressive watching how he could put a smile on people's faces and share enthusiasm about these different games people played in the taverns, in the homes of the world, uh, on top of the Florida water table. And then there was Glenn. Uh, he was the king of horses. They call, actually, he's more the prince of horses. And this, I, I thought it was Santa Claus for a while. They called him Glenn the Geek. And he had a horse named Scooter, a pony. And I, I, I was so stunned. But he was very uh, cheery and encouraging and full of vim and vigor. And what like optimist, optimistic realist, I think you might call him. And I, my mind was blown. And then there was Gail, uh, who talked about uh, maybe more people could listen to podcasts. It's such a great thing. Tripod that we did in March. And then I met uh, Dr. Ryan, uh, Ryan, uh, who was a podcast. He prepared people for going and getting ready for medical school and applying for it. Uh, Young, nervous students under his calm gaze and really, really a uh, people person that I could look at and say, wow, geez, that person, he he can... uh, and then I met Elsie, and I met Dave from Libsyn, who I said, oh, geez, these are, these are people that build something that I use. Uh, and then I finally met Jessica Kay, my friend, and I was able to hug her and thank her and look forward to seeing her. And then I met my new friend Shell, who's, who teaches meditation and calmness, and her friend Renee. And they stand for something. They protect boundaries together of people. And they say, you know, when leaders say, they say, well, you won't cross this boundary. Now with Renee and Shell protecting it. And then I would see Chris again every once in a while. 
And he would laugh and say, how's the journey, the preparation for the journey by journeying going? And I said, as well as it could be. Never met any more nicer people. And I always forget when I leave a room, who was an elf and who was a wizard? And he said, yeah, it doesn't matter. He goes, those are constructs. And I said, am I in the Matrix? And he goes, no. He goes, but there's still constructs to your mind. He goes, we're all the same. He goes, just keep an eye out for that, buddy. And he patted me on the back and moved on. And then I get to meet other people like Harry, who tells the tales and shares tales and DJs and music events. And I met Peter, the wonderful Peter, who came from Poland to the U.S. and could share his story. So powerful, powerful Peter, we called him. And he was full of laughter and smiles. And I met Tom B., who had a podcast, uh, Dire Solutions, where they play games on the podcast. And those brain bots inside my head, I kept saying, see, see what, are you, what are you doing? This isn't so, uh, this isn't so. And I said, oh, yeah, you're right. You are right. And then I met Jeff B., who was just having to sit down, still in my bathing suit, because I had gone to, to test out the water table. Jeff B., he was another, he was definitely a wise, full of wisdom, but wisdom based in kindness and openness and enthusiasm. And Jeff had a friend named Sean, who I kept trying to meet because Sean was a, a teacher of traveling recordings. And Sean also had an incredible sense of kindness around him. Then we saw a film about uh, podcasting and people who make podcasters, this podcast called The Messengers. We heard of the great sacrifices everyone that worked on it made. And then I met people like Jennifer B., who keeps track of what all the people are up to, you know, that are running the government and, and things they say. Neil G., who worked on the movie... Uh, Ken B., uh, it happened to spend an evening with it. It was just quiet and calm. Uh, Gary L. and Kale, who happened to just pass as they smiled. And then I heard my friend Jessica speak with a person named Trevor, and they were just upbeat and calm. And there was a puppeteer there named Willie, and he had a grin. And John. Engel and Justin and Bruce, all people who just had a grin, Jeremy S. and Roy S., people with super positive, positive attitudes, uh, Desmond and Renee. And then I got later on to meet people like Liz C., friend of Benjamin Franklin's. Uh, I said, wow, that's cool. Uh, lover of, of reading and learning. Tina D., a Buffalonian, who had moved to get the water table in Florida. As they said, Harry, he was, he was a junkie of podcasts. Rob G., uh, Speaker Spreakers, Christy H., David H., uh, Donald K., Mark J, a productive per another productive person, Laura M. She said, "Hey, I'm I, I'm here, and, and just and again another upbeat person." Say, "Hey, it's a, it's not about the shoulds; it's about the coulds." Could you prepare for your journey? And Daniel J, and I introduced Daniel to Andy, my new buddy. Michael O, I saw him with Harry. Matthew P, who was it? He, he, he was about potting to potting. And Jessica R, she said, which is maybe interviewing would be less nerve wracking if you were less uh, invested in looking, you know, worried about it. And I said, you're right. I'm on a journey to prepare for my journey. And she said, that's right. You could do it. 
And then Ramona shared a tale that made it my eye leak a tear. And I met Vernon late one evening. I didn't meet Jeff. I think Jeff listens to the podcast. Somehow I missed Jeff. It's just like I kept missing my chance to meet Sean and talk about portable recording stuff. I met Ralph R., who was about carbon-based units and helping people and positivity. Totally an addy about, hey, write it down. Uh, Let me help you plan it out. And I met my buddy Adam, who was about awakening. He was in a steamer. And he was just like Double D telling me about building up the steam within the steamer. And talking with buddy Peter and and all the meals I shared with all these people. And and all I learned was all I needed to know, which is that Jesus said, prepare for the journey by preparing for the journey by being able to say, well... Look at all these nice, wonderful people here. And I don't think I could ever thank all the kindness. So the people that perform just by being themselves. Because uh, in some sense, when you're in Florida, you're standing on the water table and it's undulating and it's vibrating and it's moving. Just like the earth we're standing on, slowly turning and turning and slowly moving and carrying us all together, all as one, across a space and a continual journey. I guess that we don't even need to prepare for that we're on together. And sometimes it's so easy for me to forget that. To forget that mine aren't the only feet on the Florida water table, struggling for balance. Wondering what they're doing there, that I'm not alone, that we're all here and we're all doing our best as we undulate and we rotate and we travel together, uh, you know, all, all, all together, you know, that, that's how we travel. Good night. I want to thank uh, and say goodnight to Alexandra on Twitter, Dawn Marie, uh, Texas Beck, uh, Lydia, Caroline. Uh, thanks and goodnight to Matt B, uh, Robert F, uh, Caroline R, NFCK. Babs, be like Babs, Memily. Shell, thanks and good night. Thanks and good night to Joe and Jelly Sack and Laura B to the Arts. Allie, thanks and good night. Uh, Marissa K, thanks and good night. Nug from Illusionoid, thanks and good night. Juliet T, our friend Bassie, thanks and good night. Thanks and good night to Matt. Thanks and good night to Jason. Uh, anesthesia, thanks and good night, Charles B, thanks and good night, Jeff C, Sarah B, thank you and good night, the Lord of Illusion, thanks and good night, uh, Vicky K, thanks and good night, Andrea H, thank you and good night, uh, Elizabeth and Neo Queen, thank you and good night. Stacy M, thanks, good night, Rick T, John D, D to the M to the T, uh, Lisa, thanks, good night, Ashley M, thanks, good night, Tony M, thanks, good night, Calliope, thank you, and good night, Rebecca E, thanks, good night, Camelia, thanks, good night, Mary K, thanks, good night, L, thanks, good night, Claire, thanks and good night. Jessica K, thanks and good night. Lori S, thanks and good night. Uh, Jane L, thanks and good night. Rachel, thank you and good night. Uh, Star Fairy, thanks and good night. Laura Genevieve, thank you and good night. Elsa, thank you and good night. 
Omni, thank you and good night, Nina. Thank you and good night, Persephone. Thanks and good night, Sienna. Thanks and good night, Mary Beth. Thanks and good night, JC. Thank you and good night, Cold Baby. Thank you and good night, Ruth. Thanks and good night, uh, Hazel. Thanks for writing about the podcast. And good night, Ginger. Thanks and good night, Matt B. Thanks and good night. Uh, Lenny, thanks, you know, Zoe, thanks, you know, Sal, old Sally Ann, Sal, thanks, you know, Sabralo, thanks, you know, uh, Laura Genevieve, thanks, you know, Cher, thank you, and good night, Melinda, thanks, you know, Kev, thank you, and good night, Sally, thank you, and good night, Sistendo, thanks, you know, Josh W, thanks, you know, Marissa H to the M, thanks, you know, and T, thanks, you know, Andrea G, thank you, and you know, BJC, thanks, you know, Jennifer L, thanks, you know, Blue Shirt, thanks, you know, Christiana, thanks, you know, Miles, thanks, you know, Denise Z, thanks, you know, Crix, thanks, you know, Julie, thanks, you know, Dustin, thanks, you know, Mariachi, thanks, you know, Taylor, thanks, you know, Scott, thanks, you know, Rob, thanks, you know, Nadia, thanks, you know, Stacy, thanks, you know, uh, Chrysanthi, thank you, you know, Trevor, good night, and thank you, Jonathan C, thanks, you know, Ebba, thank you, and good night, Eva, thanks, you know, uh, Tyler, thanks, you know, Lisa S to the P, thank you, and good night. And Ken P. Thanks again. Thanks again, everybody.